And now it's time for our reading in the New Testament. And our narrative today comes from the book of Luke, chapter 21, verses 1 through 28. Here's a brief commentary on what we're going to be reading about today. But Jesus was in the area of the temple called the Court of Women. In this area were seven boxes in which worshipers could deposit their temple tax, and six boxes for free will offerings, like the one this woman gave. Now, this widow that we'll read about in Scripture here today was not only poor, but had few resources for making money. Her small gift was a sacrifice, but she gave it willingly. In contrast to the way most of us handle our money, this widow gave all she had to live on. When we consider ourselves generous in giving a small percentage of our income to the Lord, well, we resemble those who gave, quote, a tiny part of their surplus, end quote. Now, here, Jesus admired the woman's generous and sacrificial giving. As believers, we should consider increasing our giving, whether money, time, or talents, to a point beyond mere convenience or comfort. Now, the temple the disciples were admiring was not Solomon's temple. That had been destroyed by the Babylonians early in the 6th century B.C. This temple had been built by Ezra after the return from exile later in the 6th century B.C., desecrated by the Seleucids in the 2nd century B.C., reconstructed by the Maccabees soon afterward, and enormously expanded by Herod the Great over about a 46-year period. It was a beautiful, imposing structure with a significant history, but Jesus said that it would be completely destroyed. And of course, this happened in A.D. 70 when the Roman army burned Jerusalem. Now, Jesus did not leave His disciples unprepared for the difficult years ahead. He warned them about false messiahs, natural disasters, and persecutions. However, He assured the disciples that he would be with them to protect them and make his kingdom known through them. Well, in the end, Jesus promised that he would return in power and glory to save them. Jesus' warnings and promises to his disciples also apply to us as we look forward to his return. We'll also read about persecutions today. These persecutions soon began. Luke recorded many of them in the book of Acts. Paul wrote from prison that he suffered gladly because it helped him know Christ better and to do Christ's work for the church. The early church thrived despite intense persecution. The picture of the coming persecutions and natural disasters is quite gloomy, but ultimately it is a cause not for worry, but for great joy. As believers see these events happening, they'll know that the return of their Messiah is near, and they can look forward to His reign of justice and peace. Rather than being terrified by what's happening in our world, we should confidently await Christ's return to bring justice and restoration to His people. And with that, let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. April 22nd, the New Testament. Luke chapter 21, verses 1 through 28. While Jesus was in the temple, He watched the rich people dropping their gifts in the collection box. Then a poor widow came by and dropped in two small coins. I tell you the truth, Jesus said. This poor widow has given more than all the rest of them, for they have given a tiny part of their surplus, but she, poor as she is, has given everything she has. Some of the disciples began talking about the majestic stonework of the temple and the memorial decorations on the wall, but Jesus said, The time is coming when all these things will be completely demolished. Not one stone will be left on top of another. Teacher, they asked, when will all this happen? What sign will show us that these things are about to take place? He replied, Don't let anyone mislead you. 
For many will come in my name, claiming, I am the Messiah, and saying, The time has come. But don't believe them. And when you hear of wars and insurrections, don't panic. Yes, these things must take place first, but the end won't follow immediately. Then he added, Nation will go to war against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, and there will be famines and plagues in many lands, and there will be terrifying things and great miraculous signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, there will be a time of great persecution. You will be dragged into synagogues and prisons, and you will stand trial before kings and governors because you are my followers. But this will be your opportunity to tell them about me. So don't worry in advance about how to answer the charges against you, for I will give you the right words and such wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to reply or refute you, even those closest to you. Your parents, brothers, relatives, and friends will betray you. They will even kill some of you, and everyone will hate you because you are my followers. But not a hair of your head will perish. By standing firm, you will win your souls. And when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then you will know that the time of its destruction has arrived. Then those in Judea must flee to the hills. Those in Jerusalem must get out and those out in the country should not return to the city. For those will be days of God's vengeance, and the prophetic words of the Scriptures will be fulfilled. How terrible it will be for pregnant women and for nursing mothers in those days! For there will be disaster in the land and great anger against this people. They will be killed by the sword or sent away as captives to all the nations of the world. And Jerusalem will be trampled down by the Gentiles, until the period of the Gentiles comes to an end. And there will be strange signs in the sun, moon, and stars. And here on earth the nations will be in turmoil, perplexed by the roaring seas and strange tides. People will be terrified at what they see coming upon the earth, for the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then everyone will see the Son of Man coming on a cloud with power and great glory. So when all these things begin to happen... Stand and look up, for your salvation is near. Psalm 89, verses 38 through 52. Have you ever felt like God was against you? Well, this psalm is for you. The psalmist writes here about God being angry and God renouncing the covenant. He even says that he's broken down walls that are protecting the king and ruined every fort defending him. And he complains about being robbed, even by his neighbors. And he's also complaining about being publicly disgraced. And then he asks him, how long is this going to last, Lord? Have you ever felt that way? You were in a dilemma of sorts, and things were coming down around you, and you were wondering how long you were going to be in that desert, or in that predicament, or in that situation, waiting patiently, hopefully, for the Lord to deliver you. Well, this psalm talks about all that, because the psalmist here is casting doubt on the love of God. Ever feel like God doesn't love you, may love the other guy, but doesn't love you? Well, this psalm talks about that. And the psalmist here appeals to the Lord to look upon his servants and see how they're disgraced. But then he ends up by praising God forever. Psalm 89, verses 38 through 52. But now you have rejected him and cast him off. You were angry with your anointed king. You have renounced your covenant with him. You have thrown his crown in the dust. 
You have broken down the walls protecting him, and ruined every fort defending him. Everyone who comes along has robbed him, and he has become a joke to his neighbors. You have strengthened his enemies and made them all rejoice. You have made his sword useless and refused to help him in battle. You have ended his splendor and overturned his throne. You have made him old before his time and publicly disgraced him. Interlude O Lord, how long will this go on? Will you hide yourself forever? How long will your anger burn like fire? Remember how short my life is, how empty and futile this human existence. No one can live forever. All will die. No one can escape the power of the grave. Interlude Lord, where is your unfailing love? You promised it to David with a faithful pledge. Consider, Lord, how your servants are disgraced. I carry in my heart the insults of so many people. Your enemies have mocked me, O Lord. They mock your anointed king wherever he goes. Praise the Lord forever. Amen and amen. Proverbs chapter 13, verses 20 through 23. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Trouble chases sinners, while blessings reward the righteous. Good people leave an inheritance to their grandchildren, but the sinner's wealth passes to the godly. A poor person's farm may produce much food, but injustice sweeps it all away.